0: If you're a night owl looking for a great job, Walmart is hiring overnight shift workers. Pay starts at $14.50 to $15.50 per hour, and you'll earn great benefits, including 6% 401k match, $1 a day college, time off when you need it, and discounts and savings. Other opportunities are also available with varying pay rates for daytime shifts. Text 240 to 240 to apply with Walmart today. Again, all you have to do is text 240 to the number 240 to apply.
1: Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on Amp TV, AAMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications.
2: Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back, Rocco. Big, big things happening in, in sports right now.
1: You are absolutely right. Very big things are happening. But before we get into that, Classy Communications, tell everybody what it is, where they can find it.
2: Well, Classy Communications is a public relations and advertising company, and we help businesses, organizations, and individuals uh, to craft their brands and create wonderful messages and, and increase sales with a lot of public relations and marketing strategies. Uh, they can learn more about how we can help their businesses, anybody out there that might have one, at classycommunications.net.
1: The Vegas Golden Knights. There has been this hiatus. There has been a couple of games that they have had to be postponed or delayed because of a COVID outbreak and because of this whole pandemic. What do you think about the Vegas Golden Knights missing games? What's your immediate reaction to that?
2: Uh, I say th- I would say it's a sign of the times more than anything, Rocco. It's not unexpected. We knew that in the winter it was going to be challenging for a lot of these NHL teams with COVID at its highest peak. They had predicted this months ago that the the amount of cases of COVID would be extremely high in January and February. And while I'm not surprised by it, I think it's really unfortunate because. They were playing pretty good hockey at the time, and so now you've got all these cancellations. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to get back on track when they're they're making uh, are these postponements or are they cancellations?
1: Right now, they're postponements. They've decided that they're going to push them back uh, a couple of weeks.
2: Right. So again, it's a it's a whole different ball game when you're trying to. Uh, you're playing your regular games, and then you're also potentially going back and making up games that you've missed. Definitely. I would say that that's going to affect their season, but we'll see maybe the activity, the rest that they're getting while they're not playing could be helpful for them later in the season. I guess there's different ways that you can look at it, but they're still going to have to play a lot of those games, make up those games. And it's just totally, um, And from my perspective, not unexpected that something like this is happening.
1: Talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Sports Angle, live on Amp TV, double A-M-P-TV. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Now, team chemistry is very important. And alongside that, momentum in the NHL is one of the most important aspects of the game. With the Vegas Golden Knights going to be out a week and a half until they play their next game against L.A., do you think that that momentum that they were building up, that them having this great start to the season, could that be broken up because of this uh, outbreak that they've had to have?
2: Yeah, I think momentum is such a powerful force in sports. And uh, when you've got momentum and you're, you're playing really well and then your expectation is that you're going to be playing these games because the NHL, every season, literally has been operating. I mean, they had the bubble, but the bubble was good because you didn't have any outbreaks in the bubble. So your expectation as an athlete, as a hockey player, is I'm going to be playing, 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 playing games. They're practicing. There's, there's a regular routine that these athletes are in when they're in the middle of their season and for them not to be in that routine definitely throws everything off. And it'll be interesting to see how they respond uh, to, to this loss of momentum. But I definitely think it's going to affect their performance. Maybe they'll be able to overcome it and get themselves back on track, or it could go in the other direction where they're never able to recapture the momentum.
1: A minor storyline. ...from the Vegas Golden Knights is what happened with their minor league affiliate, the Henderson Silver Knights. Because of this COVID outbreak, the coaching staff, they had to go up to the NHL and help them out. Well, because of that, former Golden Knights player Derek England had to coach the AHL Henderson Silver Knights for two preseason games. Now, this isn't permanent, but what do you think about a guy like Derek England who played 14 years, he had been a long stay in hockey, having to coach the minor league hockey team of the Vegas Golden Knights because of this COVID outbreak?
2: Well, it's probably a great opportunity for him to be able to to coach in the minors. Um, and in, in, in terms of the players, again, it's just everything is so far off track right now. Um when it comes to this COVID outbreak, Ian, I, you know, I, I say this, Rocco, I would say you have to play with the hand that you're dealt. And that's what these teams are having to do. And now you see you're even having a coaching change. Uh, it's just such an abnormal set of circumstances right now, but you just have to make the best of it. All the teams in the NHL can potentially experience what the Golden Knights are going through right now and even their minor league team.
1: Talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications, focusing on the Henderson Silver Knights. Now, for the people who don't know the story, a couple of months ago, the Vegas Golden Knights purchased an AHL team from uh, San Antonio, and they moved them to Henderson so they could be closer to Las Vegas. The Henderson Silver Knights will play at the Orleans Arena, the former arena of the Las Vegas Wranglers. With that being said, do you think that they will allow fans to be in attendance for the Henderson Silver Knights and or if they did, would you go to a game and check out their minor league affiliate?
2: Well, I think that by the end of the hockey season, there is a possibility that they'll be having a limited amount of people who are attending the games. Uh, I I could see that being a possibility, maybe 25% capacity or something like that. Uh, I would say that that is conceivable. Would I personally attend a game? Absolutely. I mean, I think that um, I, I I wouldn't have a problem at all going and uh, participating, going and attending any any uh, athletic competition. Uh, you know, for me, I feel that at some point we're we're going to have to transition to this, and I definitely wouldn't mind being one of the people who kind of starts the ball rolling uh, here in Nevada, as you're seeing in these other cities where they're gradually starting to bring more and more fans into their stadiums uh, for these these athletic events. So yes, me personally, I wouldn't have a problem at all attending one of those minor league hockey games.
1: I would go for nostalgia because when I was a kid, the Las Vegas Wranglers played at the Orleans. I went to their games all the time. So from a nostalgia standpoint, I would definitely go to a Henderson Silver Knights game just to go back to the Orleans and watch hockey there one more time. And speaking of you know this team, what do you think about Las Vegas having two hockey teams at the same time? Because there's some people who agree with it. You know the travel is going to be less. There's going to be less you know uh, commotion going back and forth. But there's also people who have said that it's diluting the product. There's people who are saying that the more you put hockey in Nevada the more you're going to make it seem um, saturated. Like, do you agree to that to an extent, or do you believe that having more hockey in this town is better for this city?
2: I think the presence of the silver Knights is going to be a benefit to the golden Knights because it's going to give people alternatives when it comes to watching hockey. There are a lot of hockey fans who may not be able to afford to go and watch a lot of golden night games, but with the silver Knights being here, it's going to give them an opportunity to go and watch one of the minor league teams, maybe. And even some of the people who go and watch the golden Knights are going to watch the minor league team to see some of the stars potentially who might play for the golden Knights. So I, and some of those people who go and watch the silver Knights are probably also going to want to go and watch a certain amount of golden Knight games. So I see it's going to be an, a in a, uh, Uh, something that is good for the element of hockey in this town. I know they built a practice facility down on Water Street in Henderson, and I think that was a great move where the Henderson Convention Center used to be. Uh, So I see nothing but positive coming out of that. This You have the minor league team and you have the major league team, essentially, in the same town. I think they're both going to feed one another.
1: I do believe it is a good thing for Vegas, you know, because you have to understand that this went from a town with no professional sports to now having two professional league teams, having the possibility of having a expansion MLB team, which we could talk about out on a later show, but understand that having a professional hockey team, having a minor league hockey team, we have the UNLV Rebels with their hockey team at City National. If you go to the... Um, I uh, Las Vegas Ice Center. You're having all of these, you know, junior teams playing. So I think it's been a great aspect that Las Vegas has gotten a hockey team, and now they've been building upon it. It's a great thing for Las Vegas. Go Knights, go! And when we come back, we're gonna keep on with the NHL NHL conversation here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. I'm your host, Rocco. We'll be right back.
3: Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today
4: 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 that's 800-470-7113 amp the multi-format network is here to help create produce distribute and
0: sell your content for more information send a message to info at aamp.tv that's info at aamp.tv are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business the american business trust company has the answers you need The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide, you bring the idea, the American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O dot or call them at 657-600-1876 That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876 Call them today, they can help your business right away.
3: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day, or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free Shipping, 90 days supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks.
4: 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. That's 800-854-3183.
1: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, A M P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Staying with the NHL, you know, last segment we talked about the Henderson Silver Knights. We talked about the Vegas Golden Knights. But the West Division has been stacked this year. You have St. Louis, you have Colorado, Minnesota has made improvements. And even teams like the LA Kings have made a steady uh, growth this season. So when it comes to this division with the Vegas Golden Knights, could you make the argument that this is the toughest division to be in and Vegas is going to have a hard time battling for a playoff spot in the West division.
2: Yeah. As you mentioned before, Rocco, there are a lot of teams that are, uh, that are just neck and neck. You look at some of the, the standings in the, in the West, you got St. Louis at, uh, six and two you got Colorado at six and three you got Minnesota's at six and four you got the knights at five and one uh boy you yes a lot of teams are it looks like they're in in, in contention even the kings as you mentioned uh, they're playing a lot better they're three and three and so uh, in 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 tw- in terms of points you got st Louis at 13 Colorado 13 Minnesota 12 the knights 11 they're all within striking range and so So I would say that this is definitely the the most competitive uh, division in hockey.
1: Talking about the NHL here on the sports angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. I'm your host, Rocco. Now, pivoting away from the West for just a bit, because I know Vegas is going to make the playoffs. I'm very confident about that. There has been a story that broke out of New York. And that was that one of their young defensemen and Tony D'Angelo got into a fight with their starting goaltender. Now, D'Angelo has been put on waivers. You know, he has been probably getting distance from the team itself. Now, a situation like this where you're having two teammates that are having confrontations and you have a player who's very young and very talented, but he's causing problems in the locker room. How would you deal with that personally? Like if you were a coach, if you were part of the management for the Rangers, you're having a bad season, you're last in the division, how do you deal with this young star that's having problems in the locker room?
2: I think it's really more a, of a question of leadership, Rocco, when you're dealing with especially younger players. Uh, and as you mentioned, a young, talented player, uh, they, the youth in itself requires Uh, a level of leadership that maybe hasn't been uh, necessarily present in order to uh, to get him to understand his value. Um, You know, I think it's I think a lot of issues that happen with young athletes is there is there's an overwhelm in being uh, the accountability that you have being a professional athlete. Uh, along with everything that comes with it, you know, the adoring fans, the press, you're in New York, you've just got a lot of pressure for a relatively young, uh, young player. And so I would say that uh, as a franchise, you, a lot of times you have to nurture young stars. And uh, we've seen it at so many levels in sports, or I know I have throughout the, the years I've been watching sports, is you've got this super talented player and, it, you know, it, it's much easier to to stick with a young player, provide the leadership and the mentorship. Mentorship is, I think, is also a great thing if you can find a player um, – A fellow hockey player that that guy could possibly team up with uh, in mentorship. And I don't know if there's a player on that roster uh, who would fit that. But I would say you try to just like they do with quarterbacks in, in the NFL, for instance, where you you have a certain amount of mentorship. Some of it can come from management, but I think some of the leadership and the mentorship should probably come from more experienced players if you can find a player that 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 star player relates to and might be willing to listen to.
1: Now, let me play this from a different perspective. I sent out a tweet not long ago saying that the problem with D'Angelo is that it's a culture problem with the New York Rangers. It's not him himself. There has been a past history of players going to New York Rangers that either have a falling out with the team and they get released or traded, or when they become a free agent, they go sign someplace else just to get away from the New York Rangers. Do you think that could be part of it, that it's a culture problem with the New York Rangers? It's not... The fact that he's young, it's not the fact that he, you know, is having, you know, these problems with his attitude. It's that the culture with the Rangers in their locker room causes situations like this.
2: Well, it could be a combination of both. Um, some some of it him being a young talented player but having uh, some challenges with the transition uh, into playing in the NHL and at the same time as you had mentioned when uh, when the culture of an organization a culture of a team goes south uh, p- when people come to that culture become a part of that culture sometimes it can be really it can repel them really push them away Uh because of the negativity uh, within that culture, and so I would definitely say that you want to address all aspects uh, of this, especially when you got a star player. Because star players are rare. I mean, you've got anyone who's playing in the in the NHL; uh, they're all stars to an extent. I mean, they've basically been stars throughout their careers. But when you got someone like uh, D'Angelo, where this guy is a potential superstar player. I believe Uh, you definitely want to take a look at if you're chasing a guy like that off, that there may be some internal things uh, that are causing someone like that to want to leave because you just don't come across that many potential superstars, uh, even in the the NHL.
1: Talking about the NHL here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications, I am your host, Rocco now, let's move down the East Coast and let's go to our nation's capital. The Washington Capitals are having one of the best starts this season, six and one on the year. They've had a COVID outbreak very similar to Vegas. They're getting over it now. But could this once again be a momentum part of it where they had this great start to season, six and one? They have the best record in the NHL before they had the COVID outbreak. Could the momentum of this COVID situation delay or even push back the Capitals in that very tough East Division?
2: As you mentioned, the East is really tough, uh, Rocco, and yeah, there again, I mean, this is this is hockey at a level that we have not been accustomed to experiencing with this stopping and starting, and uh, and the NHL has committed to continuing to play these games. I think that prior to starting the season, there, there's a certain expectation that, uh, that all the teams are kind of in the same boat. And because all of the teams are in the same boat, they are all susceptible to outbreaks of COVID. The playing field is leveled. And so it's really going to be kind of a survival of the fittest, which of these teams are able to recover from these potential outbreaks, I'm sure we're going to see quite a few of those. Uh, February is another month where you're deep into the flu season, and so I would say that any team, including the Capitals, uh, they're going to there's going to be opportunities where you're going to have these stops in play, and I guess at the end of the season we're going to see which of these teams is the most fit which of these teams was best able to deal with the adversity because it's really a level playing field. All of these teams are susceptible to outbreaks of COVID and they're going to have to find ways to overcome them.
1: With the COVID situation, we have noticed that teams are taking a lot of young guys and putting them on their taxi squad or putting them in the minors, Like they're not having them be on the active roster. So do you think that the reason why teams are doing this is because they don't want them to waste a season of development during this shortened COVID season? Or could it be something else that we're missing? Because a lot of the top prospects in the NHL are in the minors right now, not getting experience on the ice in the NHL.
2: Yeah, I would say for that same reason, Rocco, is that the unpredictability of this season... Uh, I think a lot of them, they they don't want new players to have to experience starting and stopping because it's so unpredictable what's going to be happening with COVID. And I think they're taking a wait-and-see attitude about the whole thing by putting them in the minors and just letting them stay down there. We've got another hockey season that will be starting up again in September of 2021. Maybe by then things will have sort of tapered off with COVID you've got vaccination who knows how this is all going to turn out but I think there's probably a wait and see attitude that these NHL franchises are taking and that's why they're leaving their young players in the minors.
1: I also believe the reason why they're doing that is because a lot of these rosters have been built For a shortened season, you're seeing a lot of veterans on the bottom six, and that's where the young guys normally start their careers. That's the reason I believe the young guys are being put in the minors, is because their roster spots are being filled by veterans. When we come back here on the Sports Angle, we're going to get into the Super Bowl. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. Don't go anywhere.
0: Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates plus CBS, Fox, and NBC Sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month which could click through your website and bring sales. The sports Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at That's info at Drive your sales today by advertising with The Sports Circus.
1: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on Amp AmpTV, A M P tv A-A-M-P-TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Super Bowl week is finally here. We're going to have the big game on Sunday. Something I discussed earlier uh, this week on the Sports Angle is how important the draft was to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how them drafting a Devin White and Antoine Winfield Jr., them adding a Tristan Works. But do you think overall, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, that the draft was a main reason for how they got here? That they built their team from the NFL draft, and that has led them to be here on Super Bowl week.
2: Yeah, and I feel like that's one of the ways that teams used to really build their squads. And you, when you know, when you look at the great teams in the NFL in the past, um, or or even in the not so distant past, that these teams are they're strong with the way that they draft. And so I absolutely feel that uh, with the Bucks, the draft has really contributed to a lot of their success. And the Chiefs, it's uh, I mean. Scouting good talent in college and being able to bring the right players who are a good fit with uh, your system and the the team that you have is just critical. So when you look at pretty much any team that rises to that level where they're playing in a Super Bowl game, that team has done a great job of scouting and drafting players. And I think both of these teams are great examples of that. Something
1: that people are gonna overlook and. Some people might not even know is that the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of their players are from the draft. Travis Kelsey, they drafted him. Tyreek Hill, they drafted him. Clyde edwards hilaire they drafted him. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Eric Fisher, their stable line of, of the offensive line. He, they drafted him. So a lot of the team in Kansas City has come over the last couple of years, just like Tampa Bay with Mike Evans and all the guys I mentioned earlier. So I really want to stress to people that the NFL draft does pay off and you're seeing it in full definition Sunday night. Now, changing directions here, the strategy. There's going to be a lot of strategies that are going to be played during the Super Bowl Do you think that Kansas City and Chris Jones with that defense, do you think their strategy is to send pressure on to Tom Brady and try to send as many blitzes as possible? Or do you think that their strategy is going to be to lay back and kind of put him in a box where they put two double coverages on a Mike Evans, putting a double coverage on a Chris Godwin? What do you think the strategy is going to be for Kansas City going up against a Tom Brady?
2: You know, what I see, Rocco, is when I think of the two Super Bowls uh, that the Patriots uh, lost to the Giants and the thing that you saw in both of those Super Bowls, uh, the the Giants just had their number in the season when they were undefeated and it was the pressure. And I think you could potentially see that that would be the scenario that I would imagine that you would see is more intense pressure. I think stepping, I think you're giving Tom Brady time to think when you don't pressure him. And I think that that's dangerous, even with double coverages because he can also hit, hit his running backs. He has some great targets out there in Tampa Bay, some great, a great receiving core. And so I would say pressuring him so that he can't even get passes out to that great receiving core is what you're potentially going to see. Uh, I I would definitely go on the side of pressuring Brady uh, as compared to uh, the double coverages and because that really does give him a lot of time to think. And when he starts thinking, that's when he makes things happen.
1: And let's flip it for a second. Because Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks we have seen in the NFL. But a lot of people are underestimating the trio that the Bay Buccaneers have with Levante David, Shaq Barrett, and Devin White. So what would be your strategy for Patrick Mahomes? Would you try to keep him in the pocket and not allow him to run? Would you have a guy like Shaq Barrett kind of be a spy and kind of keep the pressure on Patrick Mahomes the entire game. Maybe have the Dominic Stu stomp on an offensive lineman like he's done in the past. Whatever the strategy will be, I'm just saying, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what would you do on Sunday to go up against a Patrick Mahomes?
2: Yeah, I I have that same basic thought process when it comes to Mahomes that I had with Rocco. I mean, uh, with um, Brady, excuse me, Rocco. (laughs) Uh, Uh, All right, Pressure pressure i mean with quarterbacks when they're under pressure and they have to make decisions quickly yes it's a gamble in a way because sometimes it allows them to be able to dump passes and hit receivers that are open who ordinarily you would be covering but i really think this is a one and done and i really think that pressure i think applying a lot of pressure to mahomes making him get the ball out of his hands uh of course uh you know he I mean, both of these guys are just really, really great quarterbacks. But, I mean, Mahomes is really in his prime in terms of the way that he's throwing the football. He doesn't throw interceptions. The only thing, you letting a guy like that have time uh, to throw the football, I just don't think that that's a winning strategy. I would just pressure, pressure, pressure. Both of these defenses, I think, should be uh, in heavy pressure mode throughout the game. I think that's the best chance that you're going to have to be able to keep these quarterbacks under control.
1: Now the Kansas City side, as we're talking about the Super Bowl here on the sports angle with Guy Dawson from Class Communications, I am your host, Rocco. Now Kansas City is not gonna have to have like a new leadership. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they've been there a while, but to flip the coin, the Tampa Buccaneers, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady is a new leadership. There is a first-year partnership between the two. Do you think that having the leadership of both Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, do you think that will allow Tampa Bay to have an advantage in the Super Bowl? The fact that you have two guys who are some of the smartest in the NFL, if you ask people who have been around both of them, they say they have among the highest IQs they've ever seen when it comes to football. Will that be an advantage this Sunday having both Bruce Arians and Tom Brady leading the Buccaneers this Sunday?
2: I would say that that would be an advantage. When I look at the two coaching staffs uh, where you've got quarterback, head coach, and you, uh, you were talking about Brady. Uh, I mean, obviously, this guy is a tremendous leader at the quarterback position. And, and you also have to realize that it's only one game. All you have to do is make things work one game. And that means that either one of these, the the combination, right? You got Mahomes. He's a younger quarterback, but a really sharp, intelligent guy as well. And uh, Reed, who's also a great coach. So all they have to do is make it happen one game. I would say from a leadership perspective perspective, that these teams are just about even. And I would say, you know, Mahomes doesn't have the level of experience that a Tom Brady has, but the fact that he just won a Super Bowl, he won it convincingly. He looked fantastic in the AFC championship game. Uh, And I know, again, Tom Brady is a, a guy who's won a lot of Super Bowls. He's won six and he's been in 10. So, I mean, the guy has been there. But I would say that uh, his they are pretty even, both of those quarterbacks, uh, in terms of their ability as leaders. And part of that is because Mahomes is so sharp from the physical perspective at this point. His quarterback rating is just through the roof. Uh, and Tom Brady's rating is not that high, but his experience is through the roof. And so I think that they pretty much counter one another with the the – weighted athletic ability on Mahomes' side as compared to the weighted experience on Tom Brady's side. I think they cancel one another out. This game is almost a push, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, in the next segment, we'll get into the actual odds itself and talk about what Vegas looks at when it comes to the Super Bowl. But I was talking to a family member About this game. And they brought up something very interesting. And I want to ask the audience. What they believe about it. Do you think that this will be a new era. Of the NFL. That will be shown this Sunday. A passing of the torch. As you will. Like, Regardless of who wins this game. Are we seeing a new era of Brady. Him being the star quarterback. For 20 years. But we're seeing Patrick Mahomes. The guy who could be the new face of the NFL for the next decade and a half. Do you think that's what's going to happen here?
2: Well, I've heard that Tom Brady wants to play until he's 46, which means he's still got three more seasons potentially to be playing in the NFL. I think from Brady's perspective, and from a um, Tampa Bay's perspective, I, I don't think it's a passing of the torch at all. This is all about we want to win Super Bowls. We want to min- win as many Super Bowls as we can. So I would say no, I don't really think it is a passing of the torch. I think that both sides want to win this game, and that's what it's ultimately all about.
1: Well, my argument will be, I agree with my family member to an extent. Yes, the symbolism of this game will be that you're seeing the old era go up against the new era. What I will say is that if Mahomes wins, then it would be a passing of the torch. But if Brady wins this game, then the torch will have to be delayed a year or two down the line. in the sports angle. I am your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We're going to stay with the Super Bowl. Don't go anywhere.
0: Amp, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide, you bring the idea, the American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com, that's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com, or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away.
3: This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people, just like you, get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now.
4: 800-223-7902. Eight hundred two two three seven nine zero two. 223 7902 7902 That's eight hundred two two three seventy nine zero two. 7902
0: Attention, business owners! You and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime, nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC Sports affiliates across North America, with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about four million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935, again 702-799-9935, or email us at info at That's info at Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus.
1: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMTV, A M P tv Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Before we get back into the Super Bowl, we have to focus on the most important topic not Super Bowl related and that is the changing of starting quarterbacks in the NFL now people have noticed and they have observed that there is at least 11 quarterbacks that are going to be on different teams next year I'm not going to name all of them but what do you think about having that high of a number of quarterbacks that are already changing in the NFL next year
2: I think sometimes you get a mismatch when you draft uh, quarterbacks and you 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 know they, you see what you see of their college careers. You see them in the Columbines and then they actually get into your scheme and they don't necessarily fit into the scheme of your team. You've also got changes in coaching staffs. Uh, there are so many different factors in why a quarterback will or will not make it with a certain team. And so I think that maybe in the modern NFL, you're seeing these teams being more willing uh, to go out there and find another quarterback that they feel will match what they do better than the one that they already have. Uh, It's a definitely a different era in the NFL though, because generally your quarterbacks are, it's the most stable position that you have. I mean, barring energy, I mean, injury, boy, I'm talking really funny today, Rocco, but barring injury, (laughs) <laughs> people hold on to their quarterbacks. And so I, with so many quarterbacks changing teams, I think it's just uh it's definitely sort of a once in a lifetime experience. I don't think I've ever seen so many quarterbacks who are potentially going to other teams.
1: Now, because the chat asked, all right, I'll tell you who the ocean 11 teams are. Falcons with Matt Ryan, Detroit, already with Matthew Stafford. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Houston with Deshaun Watson. Indy with Phillip Rivers. Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. You have the Rams already with Jared Goff. Vikings with, with Kirk Cousins. The Jets with Sam Darnold being gone. Steelers with Big Ben. And the Washington football team with Alex Smith. Now that I explained all of that to the chat and to the audience who is listening, out of those 11 teams... Do you think there's going to be more teams that are eventually going to be added to the list? Could there be a team like San Francisco or possibly the Raiders, since we're here in Vegas, that could be added to that list of teams that have a new quarterback next year?
2: I do, and I think it could depend a lot on what happens with some of these quarterbacks Uh, that are potentially going to be traded. There's also a lot of older quarterbacks on that list when you're talking about an Alex Smith and a Roethlisberger. um, and, And, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, boy, what a situation that is. I mean, whoever would have thought that Aaron Rodgers would not be a Green Bay Packer. And again, this is just unheard of, the amount of inquiries into these quarterbacks or these quarterbacks potentially moving on to other teams. It's just... Uh, I've never seen anything like it. But yes, I would say based on the availability of quarterbacks, um, which ones go where or which ones don't go anywhere, I think you may see other teams as well that might get into the hunt for, for bringing in a new quarterback.
1: While staying on the topic but giving it a different perspective, do you think that the six quarterbacks in this upcoming NFL draft Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance, Jones, and Trask, do you think that they're going to make an impact on what certain teams are going to do with their veteran quarterbacks right now? Because I've made the argument that this NFL draft is going to be so important to a team's future because whoever they draft at the QB position is going to be an indicator to what their starting quarterback's future is right now.
2: I do. I believe, Rocco, that there will be teams that will, with veteran quarterbacks, who will draft star quarterbacks uh, from college and because again that mentoring aspect uh, in the NFL at the quarterback position I think in particular is so important and yes you will see uh, some of these as uh, specifically Lawrence I think Lawrence is going to be an impact quarterback right off the bat I just I've been very impressed with him throughout his college career uh, and um, and so he in particular I just I see him making a big splash I see him being drafted by a team that probably plays him right away as a starter. Uh, I I see him starting right off the bat in the NFL. But some of these other quarterbacks, if you see them go to a team with a veteran quarterback, such as an Alex Smith or even an Aaron, well, not so much Aaron Rodgers. I I I think Aaron Rodgers might be dealt. It's just really I'm I'm having a lot of difficult time coming to grips with that. But mean right. probably wouldn't right. be having this conversation if they had made it to the Super Bowl. But the fact that they didn't get it done, uh, I, I think that Green Bay's a little antsy with well, with Aaron Rodgers right now. But I, anyway, as far as these young quarterbacks, yes, I think in certain situations, if you see them go to a team with a veteran quarterback, what you're seeing is sort of the changing of the guard, like you were talking about in the last segment with this new quarterback being groomed by a veteran quarterback.
1: I'm glad you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, because we're talking about the NFL here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Someone in the chat on Amp TV mentioned Aaron Rodgers to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, for the people here in Las Vegas, how huge would that be for the city? To have a bona fide superstar at quarterback at Allegiant Stadium.
2: Yeah, that would be phenomenal to have Aaron Rodgers playing for the Raiders. I think it's a great fit, too. You've got to... Fantastic coach and Gruden, and you've got this brilliant quarterback. Just a, a great combination, and the Raiders are not that far away from being a, a Super Bowl caliber team. I feel like if you bring in an Aaron Rodgers with the experience and and the leadership skills that he has, I mean, we we talk about these quarterbacks all the time, Rocco, and it's that that leadership component that makes the difference. Why you have a Brady that all of a sudden comes to a team that might not even have made the playoffs. Um, and ends up in the Super Bowl. And what it is, not so much his physical gifts, although Brady's got great physical gifts, and an Aaron Rodgers has great physical gifts, but it's the mentality that they have and the way that they affect a locker room where instantly the Raiders, I think, would be one of the one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl if they had an Aaron Rodgers.
1: Now, let's very quickly focus on the odds for the Super Bowl, Now, according to DraftKings, now it started at three and a half, and now it is at three for Kansas City. The over and under was originally 57 and a half. Now it is at 56. But the money line is really interesting because when it opened, it was minus 170 for Kansas City. And now, according to DraftKings, it's minus 167. So, the money isn't drastically going to Tampa Bay but the money is going to Tampa Bay very slowly it's you know like a snail it's very slowly going to Tampa Bay what do you think that will tell you know people who are listening to the show and more importantly what do you think that the money line will tell people who are betting on the game that Tampa Bay is very slowly getting more money put on them as it's getting closer to the Super Bowl?
2: Well, they're very evenly matched. And then again, it just goes back to Tom Brady and the respect that Vegas has for Tom Brady. I mean, as great as Patrick Mahomes is uh, and as great as the Chiefs are, and I mean, they are a juggernaut right now. I mean, I was really impressed watching them just dismantle a really good Buffalo Bills team uh, in the, uh, the conference championship and as good as they are, it just, what you're seeing is a real respect for Tom Brady in big games because he has a way of coming up big. We've written him off so many times. People are afraid to write him off as you had mentioned earlier in the broadcast today, Rocco, people have gotten burned so many times when they've written him off that they just don't want to write him off anymore. And that's why you're seeing that money starting to go in the direction of the Buccaneers. It's it's a respect for Tom Brady and Tom Brady only.
1: Now we mentioned off air that there's a lot of people who go to the casino to watch the Super Bowl. And my family has a tradition where we will go to Santa Fe Station and we will watch the Super Bowl, you know, at the lounge or at the sports books. But with this year, do you think that casinos are, A, going to allow fans to be there and watch it like they normally do? Or B, do you think that people are going to stay home because of the whole pandemic we've been going on the last 11 months?
2: well I, I believe that there probably will be a pretty good attendance just because it's a super bowl uh, and there's a lot of wagering obviously that's done on the super bowl and the fact that some people just want to be there and they want to be around as many people as they possibly can i know with the casinos i've, I've been into several of them and seen the sports books They've got a way to make social distancing work. I know you have the plastic partitions that are up in different areas uh, in the sports books. And so I would say that the attendance for the Super Bowl in those sports books will probably be pretty high. Uh, of course, not as high as they ordinarily would be because of social distancing and they're just not going to allow as many people into those areas. I can see them monitoring the areas uh, in these casinos. But I would say that the sports books will do really well um, in terms of not just the the amount of money that they're going to take from, from bets, which is always great. I mean, any Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of money bet on that game. But I also think that there will be quite a few people who just want to get out and be around people to watch the Super Bowl. So I would say that a lot of them, especially on the strip, will probably be relatively full.
1: Do you have a Super Bowl tradition?
2: Super Bowl tradition? Uh, You know, I don't know if I actually have a tradition with the Super Bowl, Rocco. I just, uh, uh, I mean, I watch it every year. I've had years years in the past when I've been really consumed with other things around the Super Bowl time, but I definitely uh, find a way to watch every Super Bowl. I don't think I've missed a Super Bowl ever, maybe. (laughs) I mean, it's all the years that I've been watching football. I cannot remember a time that I ever actually did not watch at least part. Maybe I I haven't always watched the whole Super Bowl, but I definitely will watch the Super Bowl. And this is going to be a classic, in my opinion.
1: It's definitely going to be a classic. And I have an announcement to make to everyone that the Sports Angle, I will be doing a live stream on Facebook Live while the Super Bowl is going on. Join in. Go to chat. Have a conversation with your host, Rocco. I also will be live tweeting while the game is going on on our Twitter at the Sports Angle. Uh, Thanks to Guy Dawson from Classic Communications for coming on the show. I'm your host, Rocco. So long, everyone.